American soccer fans, welcome to episode 65 of the Stars and Stripes SC podcast. Donald Wine here, manager of Stars and Stripes SC, your source for all things U.S. national teams, the players that comprise them, and everything else surrounding the game of soccer in America. And welcome to World Cup qualifying week, and it's the big one. USA-Mexico, the first installment of a two-part series, this one being the home match in Cincinnati on Friday night. We are going to preview that game as well as the away game at Jamaica next Tuesday on November 16th. We will discuss that after the break, but this is the big game that we have all been waiting for, USA-Mexico. We've had a couple of editions of this rivalry over the summer, one in the Nations League final, one in the Gold Cup final, both of those victories by the United States. But this is World Cup qualifying. This is a different animal. This is the, this is the one we've been waiting for. This is what everyone's excited about. And when it comes to USA-Mexico, it doesn't matter what we did this summer. It doesn't matter that we won the greatest tournament on the planet in Nations League. It doesn't matter that we won the Gold Cup. What matters is this game. And Three big points are on the line for the first and second place teams in the octagon standing. So the first thing I want to do since we were off last week is go through the roster for the United States because we didn't get a chance to do that. And then after that, we'll kind of go into the games that we will have these in the over the next few days. Again, as we all know, this is not going to be a three match window like we had in September and October. This is our going back to the hex traditional two-match window where we have a Friday-Tuesday kind of deal. Mexico being on Friday, the Jamaica away game at the office in Kingston on Tuesday. So we have a smaller group. It's still a 25-man roster, but we only have two games to worry about. And with the change in all of the COVID restrictions that the UK had, all of our players are available for both matches. So that is a good sign. All of our England-based players, like Christian Pulisic and Zach Steffen, those guys are available for selection in both games. So we don't have to worry about a lot of overlap, or we don't have to worry about sending guys home and bringing guys in. We can go with the squad that we have, barring any injuries, which, of course, we hope there are none. So let's go through the U.S. roster real quick. The goalkeepers that we have on this roster, Sean Johnson, Zach Steffen, and Matt Turner. Our defenders, Reggie Cannon. Mark McKenzie, Chris Richards, Anthony Robinson, Miles Robinson, Joe Scally, Sam Vines, DeAndre Edlin, and Walker Zimmerman. Our midfielders, Kellen Acosta, Tyler Adams, Gianluca Busio, Sebastian Legette, Weston McKinney, Yunus Musa, and Christian Roldan. And then our forwards, Brendan Aronson, Paul Areola, Jesus Ferreira, Ricardo Pepe, Christian Pulisic, and Tim Weah. So, I think for most people, there was the obvious omission of John Brooks. And John Brooks wrote a nice little note uh, out and posted it after the roster was released, saying that he hadn't been playing up to his standards and that he had been playing up uh, as well as he could. And that was why he was left off this roster. And he's looking forward to being back on future rosters. I, I would have obviously loved to have John Brooks there. I think he's our best defender. And he has not been playing well these last couple of windows. And I'm glad that he's taken some accountability and showed that publicly and said, hey, I need to get better and I need to improve if I want to get back into this team. And I think he's going to do that. I don't think the door has closed on John Brooks at all. I think this is a minor bump on the road for him. 
He'll be back to where he is, and we're going to need him down the road. We have, again, after this window, we have six more matches. We're going to need someone with the experience and talent of John Brooks on that on that field uh, for those six games. So he's not in this window, but we expect to see him back really, really soon. There's a there's obviously Christian Pulisic, who is back in the lineup. He had been hurt for the last couple of windows, or was hurt in September, missed October, was out for most of the time with Chelsea, had just come back for Chelsea last week in Champions League and then in the in the EPL. So we don't know where Greg Berhalter is going to uh, stand on the on the question of how many minutes Christian Pulisic is going to play. Obviously, Pulisic is a gamer. He wants to play. He loves playing. He wants to be in these matchups. He obviously wants to beat the crap out of Mexico, and he wants to be on the field for that. But will his body allow him to do that? Will he start this game? That's a good question. And, and for me, I say you start him against Mexico. See how long you can go with him. Even if it's a scheduled sub, if he can get to a half, that's terrific. If he can get to 60 minutes, even better. But there's a point where you take him off and, and preserve him and, and rest him and make sure that he doesn't pick up any injuries. But there's also the other instance of you don't start him. Kind of like Tyler Adams in the Nations League final. When he was hurt, he didn't start that game. He came on later and played as long as he could and made it to the end of the game. But that's a gamble because if you bring a guy on and he can't go as long as you think he can, then you have to use another sub on him. So I, I think I lie in the why. I think I lie in the in the realm of start Pulisic if he's healthy enough to play and see how long you can take him before you use one of your five subs on somebody else. And you keep him on as long as you can. And then you use one of the five subs on him to bring on someone else. But we'll see what Greg Berhalter does if he plays him at all, or if he plays him a little bit, or if he tries to give him a full go against Mexico. But I know he wants to play. But at this point, he needs to be ready. He needs to be healthy. That is all I'm concerned about. And in that instance, you kind of take that out of the hands of the player because the player is going to want to play all the time. You have to manage his minutes well. I think they will do that for Christian Pulisic against Mexico. We have a couple of guys that we haven't seen on the team either ever or in a while. First of all, Joe Scali is on this roster. He is one guy that's been very heralded, played for Borussia Mönchengladbach, a guy that a lot of fans have wanted on this roster for quite a while. He gets his opportunity. Will he play against Mexico? I'm not sure, but I, sh- I assure you he will likely see some action during this window, whether it be against Mexico or against Jamaica. There's a couple other guys that we haven't seen in a while on the roster. Sam Vines is back on the roster after a lengthy absence. Jesus Ferreira is back. I think the last time we saw him was January camp 2020. And so you have a couple of guys that are, you know, back in the fold. Reggie Cannon's back in the fold. So you have some guys that are able to play with the likes of Mexico, with the likes of Jamaica, who have that sort of experience, but haven't been on the team in a while. And do you throw them out there? There's also guys that have not yet gotten that test. Chris Richards is one of them that people want to see. But the question is, do you do that on the biggest game on your schedule, at least your home schedule? Do you play the hits? Do you do you go with guys that you trust? Do you go with the veterans who have that experience against Mexico? Or do you use it to try a new guy out? That is the question that Greg Berhalter has because he has a little bit of both on this roster. He has guys who are tested, proven. He has guys that are not tested, 
have not played against Mexico, have not played in the World Cup qualifier. This may not be the environment for them to be tested in, or at least to throw their first test out. But some may say, throw them out there and see what happens. And I'm, and I'm dying to know, as you all are, what Greg Berhalter will do. Now, on Mexico's side, they have basically their A lineup. Almost just about everybody is in this camp. Uh, Memo Ochoa is going to be in goal. You have Chuck Lozano. You have Raul Jimenez. You have Funes Mori. They're all there up front. You have guys in the middle that have been on this team. We won't see any of the dual nationals that have recently committed to Mexico from the United States, but Mexico obviously has a loaded lineup. This is going to be a barn burner of a game. This is going to be back and forth action. This is going to be something where if you're a nervous watcher, you're going to be extra nervous for this game. If you're a person who's pumped for this, you better get extra pumped. Everything needs to go up another notch. I know Cincinnati is going to be ready for this game. They have been preparing for a long time. I've been dealing with a lot of the preparations on the supporter side with Cincinnati. Those guys are jazzed up, ready to go. And I cannot wait for them to showcase what they are ready to do and capable of doing to provide that home field atmosphere that the Americans need. So this is going to be one of those days, Friday, everyone breathe, take some water, (laughs) get some rest because come 9, 10 PM Eastern time, the, the, the battle begins the latest chapter in this war between the Mexican national team and the U S men's national team will commence in Cincinnati and is going to be incredible. We will pause real quick, but on the other side of the break, the Jamaica match looms after the big Mexico match. A quick preview of that big road test is next. We are back here on the Stars and Stripes FC podcast. As we mentioned, the big Mexico game at home in Cincinnati at TQL Stadium will be Friday, this coming Friday at 9, 10 p.m. Eastern time. After that match, the team will travel to Kingston to take on Jamaica in what is a very, very difficult road match. I don't know if any of you have been to the office. I've been to the office once. It is one of the more traditionally difficult places to play in all of CONCACAF. Easily the most difficult in the Caribbean. This obviously will be a little different because for the first time, Jamaica is allowing fans at home to be in the stadium to watch the team play. And this is something that has been going back and forth, back and forth. As someone who was traveling to Jamaica for this game until not even a week and a half ago, we did not know for sure if we were going to be able to make it to this game. And sure enough, it's now finally starting to, the pieces are starting to fall into place. But to catch you up, the government of Jamaica at one point said that fans would not be allowed to attend this match. And there was a lot of outcry from Jamaican supporters who were vaccinated and said, hey, you've told us if we get vaccinated, we could go to this game. And now you're reneging on that promise. After about five or six hours of negotiation between the federal government of Jamaica, as well as the Federation of Jamaica, they agreed to allow 5,000 fans to enter the stadium at the office on Tuesday for this match. Again, it will be the first time 
Jamaica gets a home crowd of any kind since the pandemic began. So because of that, 500 tickets were allotted to American fans. American fans have swallowed up most of them. So we are ready to go. There's been a lot of negotiations on trying to get to the match and, and how to figure that out. But I think we have a solution and you will see some American fans in the stands on Tuesday night. It is going to be a great, great, great time down there, even if it's not the traditional atmosphere that the office is used to having. It's not the traditional fierce on top of you uh, Jamaican fans going crazy and, and having a great time while doing it while they're supporting their team and providing that danger, that atmosphere uh, for whoever they face. It's not going to be the same in that regard because there's going to be fewer fans there, but at least having the fans there may give Jamaica a little bit of a boost. We have seen Jamaica. They have tried to get in all of their European and England based stars, especially. And for this roster, they finally did it. They were able to get everybody into camp that they wanted. All of their England based guys are able to show up again because of the reduction in COVID restrictions from the UK. But now we have the roster that they wanted. They have the guys that they're bringing in, including Mikel Antonio. So, the U.S. is going to have their hands full when it comes to Jamaica. It's not going to be the 2-0 fairly easy victory that we had in Austin. This is a very different team that we're going to see at the office next week. So for the Americans, this is where the hype from the Mexico game, they need to focus on making sure that they leave that in the rear view once that game is over. They cannot be in a high from a win or draw or whatever. They cannot use that game as an excuse for not being prepared for Jamaica. And we've seen how sometimes these guys are not prepared to play on the road and they're not prepared for the atmosphere and the energy and the excitement and the intensity that awaits them on the road in some of these places that they've traveled to so far. Jamaica, even though there's 5,000 fans, they are going to be just as intense. They're going to be just as excited, even more excited than anyone else because, again, they're seeing their team live for the first time in a couple of years. So they're going to have that extra boost of energy. They need to match that. They need to take whatever energy they have from the Mexico game, bottle it up and make sure the Mexico game does not affect the Jamaica game, but they need to go down there with the mentality of getting three points and sweeping Jamaica because those three points are going to be vital when it comes to determination in the standings of who goes to Qatar and who doesn't. So when I look at this window, because as you guys know, I look at the windows as a whole. Yes, you can get six points in this window. You can also get zero. And it's up to these guys to be prepared for every single game. Greg Berhalter and the coaching staff need to have their game plan ready and make sure that the players execute it. And I think if that happens against Mexico and against Jamaica, we're sitting pretty. We're sitting in with six points. We're sitting in first place in the octagon. And we are in a path where... Possibly, possibly we could qualify at the end of the January window of all goes well. So that is what the goal is. And I think these guys appear to be ready. Let's hope everyone stays healthy. Let's hope we have a night. Everyone gets the rest and is jazzed up to make sure that they can make this happen. But I'm so excited for everyone who's going to be in Cincinnati. Everyone in Cincinnati, it is your job to be a part of this of this team, to make sure that this team Whatever energy that they need, you give it to them. If they have a finish line they need to cross, you will them across that line. You will that ball across the goal line. Whatever breaks in the game that may happen, you in Cincinnati are going to be the people that help our team overcome that. So 
I wish you guys luck. I wish I was going to be there with you, but I will be where I'm supposed to be with my family, my AO family that is going to be getting married uh, this weekend. So congratulations to my friends. If they're listening, Joe and Millie, I cannot wait to be standing next to you on Saturday. So everyone in Cincinnati have a great time, but I will see everyone in Jamaica where it will be a great time. And again, for all of us going to Jamaica, we're the righteous hammer. We're the ones that got to bring the energy to counteract the intensity that they are going to receive on the road. Cannot wait for that match. Again, Mexico, Friday, 9, 10 p.m. Eastern time. Tuesday, November 16th, we head to Jamaica. 5 p.m. on the East Coast is the kickoff time there. Make sure you are subscribing to SSFC. Make sure you go to starsandstripesfc.com for all of the coverage that we're going to have for all of these games. There's going to be some stories that come out about these games. There's going to be stories that come out where you could discuss the game, discuss the rosters, whatever you want to do, rotations. We got you over at Stars and Stripes FC. So keep it locked there. That will do it for episode 65 of the Stars and Stripes FC podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. I will be back to recap all of this next week. Hopefully we'll have a guest on with me that went to Jamaica and Cincinnati with me. Rates and reviews are always appreciated. Subscribe where you get your podcast, all of that stuff. And again, SSFCpodcast at gmail.com if you have questions, comments, or topic suggestions. So let's get ready, everybody. This week is the big week. It's what we've been waiting for. So until all of that, and for everyone here at Stars and Stripes FC, take care and go USA. Go USA.